Cougar Nation. Welcome to the Big 12. The Big 12 football schedule reveal is live from Studio B. Welcome to a BYU Sports Nation special on an historic day for BYU football and all of BYU athletics. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Dave McCann and Jason Shepard. We're going to waste very little time here making history. The schedule is out for BYU in their inaugural Big 12 campaign. So let's get right to it, Dave and Jason, and we will roll out the Big 12 games in order. We know the non-conference, so we're going to start with the Big 12. Beginning on September 23rd, BYU's first Big 12 game will be against the Kansas Jayhawks in Lawrence, Kansas. Six days later, BYU will return home for their Big 12 home opener on a Friday night against Cincinnati, part of the conference weekend. BYU's bye week falls on October 7th. Maybe that's a good thing. The Cougars will have two weeks to get ready for the reigning national runners-up in TCU, a game in Dallas-Fort Worth. BYU back home on October 21st against Texas Tech at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo. And then look at Texas. Many BYU fans wondered, is BYU going to get a chance to take on Texas in Oklahoma? Well, there's Texas on October 28th at Darrell K. Royal Memorial Stadium. Into November, longest road trip for BYU in Big 12 play at West Virginia as they take on the Mountaineers. Then they travel back across the country to Provo to host Iowa State on November 11th. Oklahoma also on the schedule and in Provo on November 18th as BYU's senior night. Wow. BYU rounds out the Big 12 campaign in Stillwater at Oklahoma State and T. Boone Pickens Stadium on November 25th. That is the quote-unquote rivalry weekend game. All right. You've seen the schedule, Dave and Jason. We have a schedule for BYU. Dave, what's your initial reaction to the Big 12 rundown? What we just saw redefines the athletic department moving forward in every sport, uh, in every place, now in a whole bunch of new markets. And the fact that the two big teams that are leaving first have to deal with BYU, Texas and Oklahoma having the Sooners here in November, uh, BYU, Cougar Nation, it's got to be off the charts. <laughs> Look, this is, going nuts. this is a situation where there was speculation that whether or not any of the new teams joining the Big 12 would get a chance to play Texas or Oklahoma. The fact that BYU gets to play both of them and they get to host Oklahoma, what a fantastic way to begin as a member of the Big 12, it's unbelievable. This schedule, first of all, it's exciting that it's here. It's real now. We actually have dates. We know where. We know who. It's, it's here. It's, hap it's not happening. It's happened now. Now we have six months to break it down in every possible way you can imagine. And we will. And we absolutely <laughs> will. Right now we're going to break it down. Let's just start with the home games, okay. shall we? Okay, so BYU at home, of course, in non-conference, BYU is going to host Sam Houston State and Southern Utah. The home opener in Big 12 play happens against Cincinnati on a Friday night. BYU will also host Texas Tech, Iowa State, Oklahoma, uh, and, uh, and that rounds out the, the four Big 12 home games along with the two non-conference. So what do you think of the home schedule? First and foremost, Jason, let's start with you. Well, first of all, I, I, I was, we were all curious. 
is this going to be when you play nine conference games? Or is this going to be the year where you get five home games and four road games or vice versa? We find, find out that BYU is going to have just the four home games, which obviously means they'll be on the road for five within the conference. I love the opportunity to be able to begin your home conference schedule against another team in Cincinnati who obviously has a lot of rain, uh, name recognition. It's been, been playing really, really well over the last couple of years. They've turned themselves into a really good program. Overall, I love the fact that you, you can start it that way and then you can end it in a November home game against Oklahoma in Provo. That's Wild. absolutely unbelievable. I, I love the Bearcats coming in on a Friday night. It shows that the Big 12 is going to respect BYU's general conference wishes of not playing on a Saturday on General Conference weekend, so they put the Bearcats on a Friday night, whether that's on ESPN or Fox, who cares? <laughs> uh, uh, we know we'll be there counting it down, but, uh, but I, I like that matchup. Uh, I, I don't know who the rivalry's gonna be with BYU moving forward. Maybe there won't be one for a while, but uh, to throw the Bearcats in there, who BYU's played before, to get them on a Friday night, Lavelle Edwards Stadium will be lit, the logo will be on Ooh. the grass, I imagine Dave Almodova is going to have Jets coming over. You have to for the Big 12 home opener. What a night that'll be. Hey, season tickets at a premium already. We should mention, and many of you are probably already doing this math, but because of who BYU will play, they will not face Baylor, who BYU has faced in each of the last two seasons, splitting that series. BYU will not play UCF. The Cougars will not play the other Cougars in Houston, and they will not play Kansas State. Those are the four opponents that BYU will not face in year one. Again, Baylor, UCF, Houston, and Kansas State not on the Big 12 slate. I'm okay uh, not playing Kansas State. Remember, they won the Big 12 <laughs> last year, so they can sit off to the side a little bit. And BYU's had back-to-back -back seasons with Baylor. Houston's going to be a fun rivalry. Um, I think that might actually be the one as we move forward. But uh, we're not going to see them in, in Central Florida. We haven't seen since the Boca Raton Bowl. And I don't think they care to see us too, much, too soon after that game. Look, I want to go back to something that I mentioned a second ago in terms of being able to host Oklahoma in November. How long have we heard since BYU went independent that one of the, the big complaints was meaningful November games. Yes. Now you have, look, beyond just Oklahoma coming to Provo, you have Iowa State in Provo on the 11th. In the month of November, you're at West Virginia. You in things, you in the regular season at Oklahoma State. You want meaningful, now we certainly don't know how each team is going to perform, but this gives you an opportunity to have meaningful October games, regardless of whether it's home or on the road. The conference context is something that fans have been clamoring for for a very long time and just the prospect of having those as you said Jason meaningful late season games to position yeah everyone's hoping for a conference championship yep. but at this point it's positioned for a better bowl game but you want to finish better in the standings like it every game matters now we just saw some video of BYU's win against Oklahoma down at Cowboy Stadium where the the crowd was 80 percent Oklahoma and 20% BYU, and the Cougars won it on a Max Hall touchdown pass 14-13. to 13. Now the Sooners get their first taste of the full throttle of Cougar Nation coming to Lavelle Edwards Stadium, where there might be, I don't know, four or 5,000 Oklahoma fans that make the trip, and then uh, 57,000 BYU fans to turn the tables on them a little bit. That'll be a lot of fun. I think that's another part about joining a conference again that I think we've forgotten from a football perspective is just how much 
more it adds when you add the fan element traveling and you get to know these fan bases and they get to know you and you can start building that camaraderie, sometimes that animosity, having all of that together, that's one of the things I think BYU, I know I can speak for myself, I'm looking forward to being able to, to build new relationships with fan bases that you can then carry through what we hope is throughout the decades. Now let's run this thing down game by game, shall we? And I know many of you are already saying, okay, well, what road games can I go to? That, that's part of this rundown. Let, let's go game by game from 1 through 12 for BYU football in the 2023 campaign. Let off on September 2nd in a home game against Sam Houston State. BYU will be a heavy favorite first time they have faced the Bearcats. Then the Cougars will host Southern Utah. So a lot of people like the quote-unquote uh, easy or – marshmallow start to the season for BYU, knowing that you're going to face nine power fives in conference and 10 overall with Arkansas, a road trip to face the Razorbacks in Fayetteville on September 16th. Then the Big 12 fun begins on September 23rd at Kansas. How do you feel about the Jayhawks as the road opener for BYU and the Big 12 opener? Five years ago, it would be sweet. We're going to go in there and get our first Big 12 win. Kansas is different now. They've turned their program around. That's going to be a highly competitive, high-scoring game. We talked earlier in the year about the Big 12 is going to be about points, more points, less defense. This Kansas game has the chance to be a shootout because that's what they like to do as well. So these are different Jayhawks than uh, – then we usually, when we think of Kansas, Shep, we think of their basketball yeah, team. Yeah, that's right. They're thinking about their football team yeah, now, they, too. Yeah, as, as you pointed they took the nation by storm. Yeah. That 5-0 yeah. start was magical. Lance Leipold has done a really good job. He's been a winner wherever he's been, and he's bringing that mentality to Lawrence with the Kansas Jayhawks. And as you mentioned, the 5-0 start, you know, things started to even out a little bit as the, as the season went on. But I, I like this as, a, as a, home, a, a conference opener. Yes, you do have to go on the road, but I, I don't look at this as, as, a daunt, as a daunting task as, say, you were going on the road to face TCU in your conference opener or, or one of those teams. This is one of those opportunities where I think BYU goes in and, and feels like, you know what, we have an opportunity. Take care of the football. Yes. Let Keaton Slovis throw it for a while and get out of Lawrence with a win. One all-time meeting between the Jayhawks and Cougars. You were just watching highlights of that uh, at the Aloha Bowl in 1992, a game that Kansas won 23-20. to So the second meeting will happen as Big 12 opponents. We talked about the Friday night home opener for BYU. The magic in that stadium will be palpable. The feeling will be incredible as BYU with the signage welcoming their first Big 12 foe on a Friday night. There's, and Friday night lights are not just designated for high school football fields no, now. It's, it's very much a college football atmosphere as well. I think this will be similar to the Baylor atmosphere. Right. Uh, remember, Baylor comes in and, and it was just electric. Uh, this will be that, not because, uh, you know, Baylor was ranked number nine, which had something to do with it, but just the, the historic, hey, this is the first Big 12 game. And... Uh, they've already played one, and they've got the big fish coming, and we all focus on a Friday night game. The sun goes down, and it'll be spectacular. I'm, we have not seen, obviously we're doing this show, so we haven't seen what the other schedules look like. I, I'm very curious to know what Cincinnati is doing the week before. Are, are they, is this the second road game in a row for them in conference? And having to deal with the short and week. And having to deal with the, the short week. So there's a lot of things about it that, uh, that obviously, you know, we, we don't really know at this point. Uh, but I do like this. And like Dave said, 
regardless of who the opponent was going to be for the home opener, it was going to be a historic night. It was going to be one of those nights that for the rest of your life, you're going to, I remember where I was when. The very first Big 12 game, that's what that night is going to entail. The uh, very, very intense crack research team behind the scenes led by Ben Bagley has just informed me that Oklahoma is at Cincinnati the week before the Bearcats come to Provo. So So their first conference road game is in Provo. Is in Provo after hosting Oklahoma to begin their own We'll get a good look at both of them. So Oklahoma is going to Cincinnati, going to BYU. Yes. Is is Oklahoma and Texas just making the round? They're they're sending (laughs) all the new schools? Well, BYU does have to, at least in Texas' benefit, make the return trip to Austin. That wraps up September. Now we go into October, and um, I think – we're all going to be in agreement here that the bye week happens at a nice time for BYU, that first week in October with TCU looming on October 14th. I think it might be our first bye in October in 12 years. We've always had a problem staying healthy over the course of a season because there's never been a break. There's been 10 straight games or more. Um, I love that bye week right there and two weeks to get ready. Actually, even a little bit more time because it's a Friday night game then a bye week, and then a full week before TCU. Yeah, so you're playing five games then. Then you get your bye. After the bye, you start with TCU and you play seven straight. I said earlier today on BYU Sports Nation, if, if the, the leak of when the game against TCU turns out to be right, and, and it did. And it was. It did turn out to be accurate, that I wanted the bye right before the game against TCU. So it's right in the spot that I wanted. I, I like the idea of being able to have that bye, knowing what's coming up over the next month. And we have a good chance to win that bye week. I like our shot. <laughs> I like our chance. <laughs> you are right undefeated in, in bye weeks. <laughs> On to the October 14th game against the national runners-up in TCU, a team that did lose to Kansas State in the Big 12 title game, but won the Big 12 regular season. He had just a magical campaign under Sonny Dykes. You have to think that TCU is going to be really, really good. Uh, Texas, I think, is probably – I would pick them to win the conference. You're saying Texas I, is back. I would pick te- – I think Texas finally is back. Is back. <laughs> but TCU is right there with them. And, and BYU is going to get a, a really good look at what it's going to take to win the Big 12 when they visit Dallas-Fort Worth and have to go to Amon G. Carter Stadium. And their quarterback's the gone, right? Their quarterback's gone? Yes, and their number one receiver him. will both be drafted. Uh, BYU's got to replace Jaron Hall. They're going to have to place uh, Dugan. Is it Dugan? Yeah, Max right? Duggan. Yeah. That that Max Duggan. He was the heart and soul of that team. So they've got they've got a big position to fill. But you know they'll be fast and strong and talented. And I'll be curious to see where they're projected in the preseason conference poll. Well, and even with a lot of changes with the head coaching position, and obviously the teams are completely different. The, the, the Amy G. Carter Stadium is now much bigger than it was the last time BYU played there. But having history between these two programs, I think that will also add something every time the Horn Frogs and the Cougars play. Sure, and I think there are some people that want the rivalry factor to return here because of that history, but there's no Gary Patterson on the other sideline, so I don't know if... You'll see uh, him at Texas. If you can, exactly, so maybe <laughs> Texas then becomes He's not coming down the, out the rival... <laughs> At least for a year because Gary Patterson's now with the former BYU quarterback, Steve Sarkeesian. When you consider the vast population of BYU alums in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, and having that game in Fort Worth, BYU will be well represented on that afternoon or that night. And uh, I'm sure those folks are uh, are just thrilled to death to get the Cougars there and and then get them again uh, in Austin uh, a month later. Geographically speaking, the closest school to BYU in the Big 12 
is Texas Tech in Lubbock, Texas, as the crow flies approximately 980-ish miles. They, the Red Raiders will make the trip to Provo on October 21st as BYU gets one home game in what is going to be just a brutal stretch between October 14th and November 4th. We'll get to that in just a moment, but the one home game is Texas Tech, the Red Raiders at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on October 21st. Yeah, and as you mentioned, it's a very important home game. You have the bye, but then you have at TCU, and then you're home, but then follow that up with two games on the road. This is a really important game. This is a Texas Tech team that is, is certainly on the rise. Um, they are a very dangerous team. So being able to get them in Provo year one, I like that. Last meeting in 1940, Dave. Yeah, that was a big one, too. <laughs> Back then. I, I'm going to say right we're going to book Lloyd Hill for game day. Uh, that's Keanu's dad, who's in the Texas Tech Hall of Fame. One of the greatest receivers ever to suit up for the Red Raiders. And, and maybe we can get his uncle to come, who's big Longhorn star Roy Williams. Uh, what, a, what a day that is for Keanu, uh, who took a chance on BYU, and BYU took a chance on him. And he's, he's emerging now into a go-to guy at receiver. And now he gets rewarded with a family reunion sure. uh, in his stadium. He'll probably have a family reunion with all of the uh, relatives in yeah. the state of Texas seven days later when BYU visits the University of Texas and former BYU quarterback Steve Sarkeesian, as well as the aforementioned Gary Patterson, who's helping out on that staff. BYU gets both Texas and Oklahoma, but first it's Texas on the road on October 28th. If the Saints yeah, say, Oh, you were beating me to the punch, week. Dave. If the Saints have a bye week. <laughs> Somehow, just, he just Taysom needs to stand Hill there. Has got to come out with the alumni flag. I just want him to stand there, Lavelle style, with his arms folded, just overlooking the field, just to psych him out. That's all I want. Blaine and I were on the sideline there in Austin when when he put on a show, and uh, and there was ninety nine thousand fans there, and it was brutally hot, and it was a tight first half. I think it was three to nothing, or maybe even six to nothing at halftime, and then the Cougars just pounded them in the second half, beat them forty one to seven. Um, there was a weird feel in that stadium uh, that, that their home team, their beloved Longhorns, were outmatched, outplayed, uh, had less talent, had no answer for this guy, number four, and here's the play that, that, they, that they still We've got a shirt about made for on their play. worst of nights. <laughs> and that feeling was interesting to feel there with a, with a school that's got the largest athletic budget in America. They expect to be successful I love Sark, and uh, boy, that's just going to be a fun. Well, and the, the added element of Sark being there and obviously being a BYU alum, it, it just adds something to what has already been a very uh, eventful series within the last 10 years between BYU and Texas. And remember, when Texas came here the year before, they're in the top 25. Um, I'm not sure where they were the following year. They might have been just uh, at 25 or just outside of it if memory serves me right. So they were perceived to be really good. They were supposed to have good years. Um, and, and BYU still got in their way. Texas is going to be ranked again this, this year and sure. all that stuff. And BYU can get in their way again. And an early favorite, I think, to, to be picked to win the Big 12. So One much talent. Think. Yeah, and with the uncertainty of how long Texas and Oklahoma are going to be in the Big 12 right now, they're obviously contractually obligated to be there for two years before they join the SEC. Obviously, you hear lots of rumblings that there may be an early buyout. We don't know any of that stuff, but let's just say for the sake of argument that maybe this is the only year 
that you're going to have an opportunity to face Texas and Oklahoma. That makes these games even more important. Sure, especially when you consider that against Texas and Oklahoma and one of the stranger stats that BYU football is currently enjoying, <laughs> you're combined 6-1 and one against the Longhorns <laughs> and Sooners. 4-1 and one against Texas and 2-0 and all against the Sooners. The numbers don't lie. Bring them on, right? At the end of this really tough four-game stretch, BYU opens up November with their longest road trip of the season to Morgantown, where they will take on West Virginia. BYU met West Virginia in 2016 on a neutral site. Dave, you were at that game at FedEx Field, the yeah. home of the Washington Commanders, in what was very entertaining. But and it we, went and BYU should have won that game. The Mountaineers' game. way, yeah. And so many opportunities. Now BYU gets the true road game, and and just to double down on how tough that four-game stretch is, think about this: at TCU, home to Texas Tech at Texas, at West Virginia. That is a critical, critical stretch for the Cougars. And, you know, you, you now you got to travel 2,000 miles to Morgantown. It's not an easy place to this get to. This could be the test of metal game. You know uh, yeah. what? The psychologically, physically, uh, West Virginia. Um, I know this game was, when you think Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams on the field together, that was a very talented BYU team. Um, but uh, West Virginia just made one more play there toward the end to keep the Cougars out of the end zone. Um, and and you, know who, you know who's the greatest West Virginia alum? Brad Paisley. And his dad, they, they always start in Morgantown, and we met his dad right on that sideline. I think you'd see me and Blaine right there. Uh, his dad, Doug, drives the bus for Brad Paisley's band. <laughs> Paisley was played in Morgantown or, or in D.C. the night before, had another trip up the coast, but the dad stayed behind to watch the football game, and he was going to join the band later. And this was just a random, now we're good friends, but it's a random conversation on the sideline of, of these West Virginia folks are awesome. It's going to be a blast getting to know them and, and becoming part of, part of the family that they've been in for a long time. That's a hostile environment yeah. too, Shep. Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned the longest trip. That was one of the questions I think a lot of us had was, okay, well, we obviously know that the two longest trips, it's West Virginia and then traveling to Central Florida. Is BYU going to have to make that trip in the same year twice? Or, you know, now you find out, obviously, you're not going to play Central Florida, so you don't have to travel to Orlando, but you only have that one where you go from the furthest west to the furthest east. That, that's certainly going to be one of the storylines to follow is, is how those games play out when the teams that have to travel the furthest you know, are making that flight, whether it's east or west. 1,942.3 miles, if any of you are wondering, from Provo to Morgantown. So you're going on Wednesday. Maybe, maybe you're going on Tuesday. Get acclimated all week long. Spend Come time. If the that's game. the road trip you want to make as a BYU fan, give yourself an extra day or two to the, get the out The BYU there. truck will be leaving, will be leaving right after you know, family home evening on Monday. Hal and Truck Tracker are going to have a long road trip. You bet they are. Okay, BYU, if they can get through that gauntlet, then a very, very entertaining back-to-back -back set of home games, beginning with the Cyclones of Iowa State visiting Lavelle Edwards Stadium on November 11th, and then Oklahoma awaits after that. Iowa State is an interesting team to me because they had a rough season a year ago, but I feel like they are a few adjustments away of, from being, again, a top-tier Big 12 team. This, this is an intriguing and I think uh, under the radar, very challenging home game for BYU in mid-November. And after the stretch, you know, being on the road so long, it's your first time back 
in well that's the 11th of November it's the first time back since the 21st of October so yeah it's it's another really important game and look I, I agree with you this there's not there's not a team in the Big 12 that you go in and you say okay this is going to be easy that's the beauty of what BYU is about to do is that the level of competition ramps up and it's going to be an every week thing we certainly know what that's going to look like in in basketball it, maybe not to the same degree as basketball, but b football conference, you, you, there's no easy weeks in the Big 12. Dave, I'm about to say six words that I didn't think I would ever say as a media member focusing on BYU. I'm athletics. glad we're recording this. Okay, six words. Senior night in Provo against Oklahoma. <laughs> How do you factor in Oklahoma now to a senior night scenario in year one and what is already going to be an incredibly emotional night for BYU. It's really going to take some time for, for Cougar Nation to wrap their arms around this one uh, because the knock on independence was we can't get anybody in Provo in November, especially late November. Um, and now comes uh, one of the most storied programs in the country, um, you know, and, and they're still trying to adapt to their new coach and new style after Lincoln Riley left for the USC job. and. Um, if, if they're coming into Provo thinking this is going to be a cakewalk because BYU's new into the league, uh, they'll be in for a surprise, as will Iowa State. But um, this is why, this is the game in Provo. This is why BYU and Tom Homo long to become a P5, long to get into a Power uh, 5 conference for these kinds of things that have never happened before at BYU. And now we see the Sooners are coming to town. Jason, you were asking me this morning on BYU Sports Nation, is BYU going to get either Texas and Oklahoma? They get both. They get both. And, and they get to host one of them. And they get to host Oklahoma on senior night. What an unbelievable experience. I wonder if Oklahoma's ever played a late November game uh, at the uh, foothills of the mountains in a snowstorm. <laughs> I wonder, wonder how that made a look and go over, especially if it's, a, if it's an 8-15 kick. I imagine this will be the late window game, Dave. <laughs> I would this, think this is going to be. be the late window. This is what... And we haven't talked about it on this program yet today. BYU opens up a brand new ideal and demographic option and time zone option for the Big 12 Conference. Big 12 after dark is going to be a thing for BYU. We think probably against Cincinnati in that home opener on Friday night, September 29th. It's under the lights. Okay, so you got that, that late game. And then this feels like has all the makings of a Big 12 after dark scenario so that you can just keep everyone's attention in conference until BYU and Oklahoma close out the day. Yeah, and if you're the Sooners and you're looking at your schedule, and we'll study theirs as we get a look at it, um, they got to think, hey, thanks, Big 12. <laughs> thanks for giving us a nice, soft exit to the SEC <laughs> to go play in Provo where it could be cold um, against a, a team that's very tough at home uh, that's been licking their chops for a game like this. Um, yeah, this isn't a reward. This isn't a parting gift for the Sooners from the Big 12. This is a, why don't you guys go to Provo in November? This is also, we talk about all of the things that, that change in terms of the, you know, the level up that we're seeing in many different areas. This is also an opportunity where you have a powerhouse brand, a national brand like Oklahoma, that you can go out and tell recruits, oh, by the way, you're hosting Oklahoma on senior night at the end of the year. You, 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 we, this is what today also is with the schedule release is something that these coaches can now go to players and like, oh, 
we're going to be in Texas. We're playing at Texas on this date. Your family can, can drive to this game on this date. There's so much more concrete information now that can be used in the recruiting aspect of things. But just looking down the schedule, seeing the Longhorn logo, seeing the Sooner logo, it's a whole new ball game now for BYU football, and I could not be happier. Someone will tweet out to Sooner Nation that McKay Jacobson's still open. <laughs> <laughs> that, that will happen. BYU's rivalry week game happens against the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. On the road, T. Boone Pickens Stadium, ton of history there in Stillwater. The Cougars got to go after Thanksgiving and take on what I'm sure is going to be a very, very challenging, well-coached team by Mike Gundy. And I, until Oklahoma and Texas leave, I don't think we can really settle into what rivalry week is maybe going to look like on a year-to-year -year basis for BYU. There are 14 teams now, so I feel like Oklahoma State just so happened to be the team that was in the algorithm that now has BYU playing in Stillwater. So don't anticipate that will become a rivalry. Again, probably a year away from that before we can maybe start to see something that could happen on an annual basis. But even then, when you're only playing nine games and you got – 12 teams in the conference, this could be a, a rotating thing for the Cougars. Well, when Utah gets in, then that, that will just take care of that. that that'll settle that? <laughs> that'll settle that. Oklahoma State, this, this game here is interesting because it could have championship ramifications for Oklahoma State on the final weekend of the regular season. Um, they were right there uh, this, these last few years. They're a good team. They've got some holes to fill. Some guys have left in the portal. Um, but uh, I, I have a feeling that they think they're the top dogs when these other two leave. And, um, and they've been better than Oklahoma lately. So that Saturday, that game could be the featured game in the country because it could decide who's going to play in the Big 12 championship game. And, uh, and I'm not sitting here saying BYU's going to make a run for the title uh, this fall, but Oklahoma State expects to make a run for the title. Our friend Gifford Nielsen has this game circled for what happened in <laughs> 1976. You know, the interesting thing, now that we've got through talking about all of these games, when you look at this schedule as a whole, it could have been very, very easy. And again, I don't know what the other newcomer schedules look like in totality, but just looking at it from a BYU perspective and being one of the new kids on the block, this could have gone very, very badly for BYU. I like this schedule. This schedule, we talked about that stretch in October where you have the, after the bye, where you, you, know, you have TCU and then you're at TCU, Texas Tech, at Texas, at West Virginia. That is certainly a, an extremely tough stretch. But I look at the schedule up and down and I'm like, this is a good schedule to start year one in the Big 12. And if you flip it, BYU is not an easy opponent for any of those teams. Uh, if BYU's playing Oklahoma and Norman, okay, Oklahoma's going to have the edge. Oklahoma's coming here. Iowa State's coming here. Texas, Texas always has the edge in all of their games, yet they find ways to underachieve. Um, so you never know what Texas is going to be on the Saturday that you're going to play them. But, uh, but BYU is not an easy out for any of those longtime yep. Big 12 teams. And, and, you know, in basketball, we wouldn't have that same conversation. But as you look at the schedule in football, um, they're looking at BYU going, uh, that's not a week off. Let's finish with some highlights as we wrap up this BYU Sports Nation special. I'm grateful to have all of you watching who are very interested and very excited about the Big 12 schedule uh, as you 
digest what we're digesting wherever you are across the country and world. But I'm just gonna throw out some, some scenarios and you, you give me quick answers here, okay? So you gotta pick one game to travel to. What's the road game you are picking on this schedule, Dave? I serve my mission in Austin, Texas. I'd take Austin, Texas in a heartbeat. On October 28th. Been there for that game before. Been to a couple of those games before down there. Um, and Austin's one of the greatest cities in the country. Uh, that's my pick. Look, the, the obvious answer, I think, is to go to Texas. And I've been there. I was at that game. I, I think I probably, though, with this schedule, would want to go to Kansas. I would want to go to the first Big 12, Big game. 12 game. Plus, being originally from Kansas City, being able to be that close to, to Kansas City and you know, family and friends, that, that would probably be the one for me. Okay. The what about trip. you? For me, listen, I've, I've never been to Morgantown and West Virginia. I'm very excited about the prospect of just seeing a new part of the country. So I, I'd probably, I like to make long road trips. I think they're fun. Um, and I like that it's a little bit of a difficult place to get to. So I like West Virginia. But I also like your answers, too, for, for the reasons listen, you presented. Listen, as our field reporter on game day, <laughs> you get to go to all the games. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, this, this, and this. It's just going to be such a rush this fall. Uh, can't get here fast enough. And I imagine with spring uh, football five weeks away or so, and Keaton Slovis is looking at the schedule, and everyone else, they're like going, Okay, let's get to work. Yeah. By the way, I, I hear the travel to uh, to the West Virginia games goes through Pittsburgh. Okay, well, they, you, they, you fly they into go. Pittsburgh and then you drive south. <laughs> I don't know how long the drive is from Pittsburgh to Morgantown. It's probably a couple of hours. I'm going to hook you up with the Paisley, so you'll be in great okay, shape. Okay, fantastic. Down there. You got it. Hopefully, Absolutely. I can work out some tickets for you when Brad comes to Salt Lake Absolutely. City eventually. Dave, we'll try and make that happen. Okay. If you could replace one team on the schedule with one of the four teams that BYU is not playing, which of the four teams BYU is not scheduled to play would you add to the schedule, and who would you remove? Well, uh, no offense to the Paisleys. I'd get West Virginia off, and I'd put Houston in. Okay. I think Houston and BYU have an opportunity to have a unique rivalry okay. moving forward. I said the exact same thing on Sports Nation earlier today. I think the fact that they're both the Cougars, you can have yeah. a Cougars in red, the Cougars in blue. They've I had think some shootouts. They've, they've already played some games, and I'm with you. The one I change, and it's only for the travel. It has nothing to do with it being West Virginia. It's taking away that travel from Provo to to. Pittsburgh, then Morgantown. They'll actually probably fly straight into Morgantown. But that's the one I would take, and I would switch it with, uh, with Houston. Love those answers. It's all my CTV. I'd like to take the time to apologize to absolutely nobody for what I'm about to say here, <laughs> but I want Baylor on the schedule. I'm a little disappointed that Baylor is not on the schedule, even though BYU's played them in each of the last two seasons, because for both of you, BYU has – lost so much to the Bears in the That's transfer true. portal. That's true. There are three former BYU coaches on that staff now, Jeff Grimes, Eric Mateos, A.J. Yeah. Stewart, the Barrington brothers on the offensive line, and Caleb Lohner left BYU basketball to join the Bears there. So I was kind of hoping that that feels like a natural rivalry brewing, and there have been two good games in back-to-back -back years as well. There is a way that they could meet. On December 2nd. Yeah, on December 2nd. In the Big 12 Championship That would be game. pretty big. <laughs> so don't give up hope. Where That's are my blue goggles? <laughs> I need to envision this with the blue goggles Don't on. give up hope. But what a great day this is. And now we have some time to digest it. And I think people will just stare at it for a little while. 
All right. Final thoughts, uh, Shep, as we close out this Big 12 special show on BYU Sports Nation. What do you think? Uh, a historic day. I mean, a new era begins, and it's, it begins very quickly. Um, I said this earlier, looking at the schedule and its totality for being one of the new teams with the schedule that BYU will play, I think this is a good schedule. 12 is the number of the day. The Big 12 schedule comes out at 12 o'clock after 12 years as an independent for BYU, and now the big time begins. Great to be with you, gentlemen. Appreciate your insights and your takes on a very, very exciting and historic day within BYU athletics. Absolutely. For the fabulous Jason Shepard and Dave McCann and every member of our BYU TV sports crew who wrangled this together in a hurry because we care about you and we care about the Big 12, I am Spencer Linton, a reminder to join us tomorrow for another live edition of BYU Sports Nation. The athletic director, Tom Homo, head football coach Kalani Satake, both joining us live to talk schedule in the Big 12 and signing day. Don't miss it. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern.